Hello, everyone. The voice you're hearing is that of Lily May, creator of the Glambitious brand. And I'm excited to bring you another dynamic woman visionary. If this is your first time tuning in, please make sure that you visit the website, theglamceo.com. That's theglamceo.com so that you can join our email list and receive the grants that we send out every month, as well as the different marketing opportunities for women entrepreneurs. Also, make sure to follow at Glambitious IAM on Instagram. Instagram, or you can follow me at I am Lily May on Instagram as well. So without further ado, Dr. Monley, am I saying that correct, Monley? You are. Perfect. If you would introduce yourself and tell everyone, you know, who you are and what you do. Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Again, my name is Dr. Laquita Monley. And first and foremost, the things that are most uh, valuable to in my life, the carry the most weight in my life are my roles as a proud army wife, or should I say retired army wife. I'm a mother of five adult children, a grandmother of five amazing little people. And most importantly, I'm a minister of the gospel. And it is my mission and mandate uh, from the Lord on my life to help women seek out and identify who they are and whose they are so that they can pursue their purpose with a passion. I love it. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how you grew up and some of the lessons that your parents taught you that you live by today. Wow. So I grew up in small town, Mississippi, um, a little town called Macomb, Mississippi. And I grew up in a very close knit family uh, from my paternal and maternal uh, sides of my family. My mom and dad's side of the family we were all very close knit, uh, grew up in a strong Christian household. And at that time as a kid, of course, that felt like the worst thing ever. But uh, stepping into adulthood and raising children, I realized that that was the best foundation that I could have had to prepare me for what life had in store. So I'd like just like to say I'm a country girl that has had the opportunity to live around the world. Wow, that is so amazing. Can you share like what was one of your kind of defining moments in life that transformed you for the better? Yes. So actually what the one of the biggest trans transformational moments in my life was the day that I found out that I was a teenage mom. The day that I found out I was pregnant in high school, that that moment not only did it transform my life, but it transformed my husband's life as well because at that time he was my boyfriend, now husband, and it caused us to have to grow up a lot. Um Finding out that I was pregnant, that changed a lot of plans that I had for the future in the way that I wanted to go to college. And, you know, I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to do so many different things that did not include having a child. But because, you know, I'd made some adult decisions at a time in my life where I thought I was an adult, but I was still actually very much a child. Then it left me with some adult responsibilities. And so by the grace of God, um, my husband and I did choose to keep our child. And as they say, the rest is history. So it that was definitely one of the biggest defining moments in my life. Wow. That's so amazing. So you and your husband have been together since high school? Yes. So we met wow. in 1992. I was a freshman and he was a senior. Uh, we dated all throughout high school. My me uh, being in high school and we got married in 1997 and we are still together. So that's 30 years of relationship, wow. 30 plus years of relationship and 25 plus years of marriage. 
Wow, that is so amazing. And I know this is not in the list of questions that I should be asking, but I'm always so intrigued by long lasting marriages. So if we could just deviate for one yeah. second on that, yeah. because I'm always just astounded when people are able to make it last for such a long time. Like, what would you say or what advice would you share for making a marriage last? You know what? I answer a lot of those questions in... Um, in my book, Redefining Success, eight tools that I've used to develop a growth mindset. Um, because for me and my husband, we grew up together. Literally, we grew up together. When we met, I was 15. He was 17. So we had a lot of growing to do. Uh, being teenage parents, being a young military family, because his answer to making it work or being able to provide for us where he was in the reserves and going to college he went active duty. And then that meant later on we would get married. But just because we had the kid didn't mean we were ready to sustain a healthy, happy marriage. So there was a lot of learning and growing to do. And I would say the biggest piece that we had to learn how to do was effectively communicate. Um, effective communication is the cure to all confusion. And that included us learning how to actively listen learning what our communication styles were, like learning our personalities, who I am, what I like, how I like to receive communication, how I like to give communication, and the same thing for him. We also quickly found out, well, I won't say quickly, but we would eventually find out that a lot of things that we believed marriage to be or what marriage should be is not actually what it is. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, Marriage is not 50-50. That's the biggest lie I ever told. I have no idea where that came mm -hmm. from, but wherever it came from, it should really go back. Marriage will never be 50-50. Mm -hmm. Never. Because 50-50 indicates that I wake up every single day feeling my absolute best. I'm at my optimal performance every single day. And so is my husband. And that's just not true. So, on the days where I feel like I have about 2% invested in life, period, not just the marriage, but in life, period, he has to show up at 98% hmm. in order for this thing to work, vice versa. When he shows up and he's not at his optimal or his best, then I have to step in and show up. So that means we have to be individually healthy and not coming in with the expectation that this person is going to complete me. I had to be a complete and totally healthy whole individual when I come into a marriage in order to make the marriage work. And that's just one piece. There's so many facets of what makes marriage work. But communication is the biggest piece and understanding that marriage will never be 50-50. And the next thing that I would say is probably going to upset a lot of women and a lot of men, because I know it's unpopular these days to adhere to gender roles, but mm -hmm. I'm a very traditional person. Um, and what I've learned is when I operate in the capacity that God created me to be in my defined gender role, every single thing that I desire is opened up for me. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely opened up for me. So like when, and when I say gender role, I don't mean caveman, you know, cooking and cleaning and barefoot in the kitchen and all that. That's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like, that's not what I mean mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> but when I am happy in my role or I'm functioning in my role as wife and I'm allowing my husband 
to function in his role as husband, then the things that a lot of women feel like they have to fight for or, or have a voice in, he naturally gives it to me. Like, and I don't even want to use give as, as a, as a word, because that would allow him giving me permission. He, Ben doesn't have to give me permission, him allowing me to be me and not trying to interfere with that, me allowing him to be him and not trying to interfere with that, our roles complement each other well. There's no static. Like it, it complements each other well. Where he's weak, I'm strong. Where he's, um, where I'm weak, he's strong. That just comes together well. And we don't have to fight for it. We're naturally designed to be able to uh, come together in a way that those things complement each other. And when we learned that and turned off the white noise of what society says, our marriage improved dramatically. dramatically. I, I can definitely understand what you're saying because I'm not married. I've never been married, but I can tell that in some of my friends' marriages that there is not a full acceptance of the other person and how they are. It seems like two people trying to change each other instead mm -hmm. of two people accepting each other and finding a way to be complimentary with each other. It's like, you yes. need to be different in X, Y, Z. And then the other person's like, well, you need to be different in X, Y, Z. And so that's the static that continues instead of saying, okay, this is the person in front of me. This is who they are. This is the reality of them. I have to accept that and find a way for us to get on the same page and be complimentary. So I absolutely understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I know I've definitely in dating have been guilty of looking at people like, well, if I could fix this and this and this, he would be great. He's <laughs> like, no, honey, he going to be who he is nine times out of 10 at this age. Can mm -hmm. you accept them? Can you accept that? Mm -hmm. That's real good. And, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. My husband and I, um, we teach a lot of marriage conferences and we do um, premarital and postmarital uh, coaching through an organization called Prepare and Enrich. And, as simple as that sounds, it's the hardest concept to grasp. And that's because society as a whole has told us that that's not what it should be. And let me just say, speaking from a woman's perspective, especially, you know, again, I'm probably going to say something that a lot of people don't like. And that's OK, because we all have to live our individual lives how we've chosen to live it. Amen. But this is just what works in the monthly house. Um, we don't subscribe to frequencies. We don't subscribe to the alpha male, the alpha woman, all of this. You know, we don't subscribe to that. Why is that? Because effective communication is the cure to all confusion mm -hmm. in our dating. And we dated as children in our dating, in those organic conversations. We had an opportunity to understand who each other were like. Right. Even when we got married and I can be transparent and say when we got married, we were not ready. Let, let me say that we were not ready. But it was the right thing to do at that time, which was the decision we made. As we grew in maturity and learning each other, that's when we learned to stop the tug of war that what you just mm -hmm. mentioned. I had to learn to accept Ben for who he is. And if there was any changing that was going to take place or needed to take place, because let's just be real. Sometimes we do need change. We do need to change. Change is good. I cannot change him. Mm -hmm. Just because we had children were not, was not going to change him. I had to give him space to learn that he needed to change. And for me, because we're Christians, what that space looked like was me committing myself to prayer in those areas. Mm -hmm. And instead of 
always nagging and, and, and commentating the problem, I would speak to what I wanted him to be. So if he was doing something that was completely getting on my nerves and, you know, I was angry enough to just like, you know, want to choke him out or something, I would speak to what I wanted him to be. And that changed the atmosphere because he full well knew that's not what he was doing or how he was behaving. But I would speak to that situation, not in an aggressive in his face, you know, crazy kind of way, but learning to speak to what I wanted to see. You know, we love to say manifest. Well, I'm speaking those things that I wanted to manifest. I was speaking that in my marriage. And to be fair, he did the same thing to me because I didn't wake up wonderful. I had some things that needed to be changed and I was dead set not to change them. But if you want your marriage to work and you want that individual that you are partnered with to be the one that you said, I do now and forever to death do us part then you have some compromises that you have to do and learning that I need to accept this person um, for who they are in with the disclaimer, as long as who they are is not abusive. Let me put that disclaimer out there. Mm -hmm. If they're not narcissistic, don't accept that. Don't accept that. That's abusive. If they're not emotionally abusive, if they're not physically abusive, if they're not financially abusive, you know, emotionally abusive, if they're not abusing you in any way, there are some things that we do have to learn how to accept. If there is abuse there, you need to run. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree agree with you. And I know that I think having that growth mindset that you talk about in your book, I'm sure it helps in personal relationships as well as in business. So tell me a little bit about the book. So the book is a compilation of stories, um, defining moments throughout my life and my marriage where I'm, I was able to look back. Hindsight is always 2020, right? I was able to look back and see the growth moment, see where my mindset shifted, see where I learned the lesson and how did I apply, you know, the tools that I learned along the way in order to get to where I am today. So you, the reader will learn a little bit more about me, but by and large, what they will learn are the growth principles that I learned um, that helped me to adopt a growth mindset but most importantly, helped me to keep a growth mindset. And that is, as you said, personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And how would you just define a growth mindset exactly? Uh, So the easiest way to define a growth mindset is a mindset that is open to change. Mm. That is open to change because change is necessary. Growth is necessary. Um, And we should seek to grow continuously. Until the moment that we draw our last breath, we are open to change and open to grow um, so that we can continuously evolve into the better versions of ourselves. If we don't have a growth mindset, we are, as as um, as I learned in Mississippi, you're setting your ways. You won't grow. You will not grow. You have to be open for that change and open to consistently learning. Absolutely. And I love that that phrase growth mindset, because I know that many people, they feel uh, easily offended when people have critiques or advice for you know ways they can improve in any way. They jump on the defense, like look yeah. at it as an attack instead of taking it to God and being like, OK, God, you know, am I controlling? You know, am I aggressive or whatever the challenges are in their character or personality? They instantly get offended instead of 
having a growth mindset and being open to hear, you know, someone's feedback or experience of them and then taking it to God to see, hey, maybe actually I am a little controller. My mom just told me recently that I was a little controlling and I got defensive. <laughs> I got defensive in the moment, but I definitely have a growth mindset. So I might get offended in the moment, but mm -hmm. I am going to think about it and I am going to pray on it and then be like, wait a minute, she's actually right. Let me go back and tell her, yeah, you're right. You know, I need to work on that. Yeah. Because as long as we're alive, even if you're 85 years old, there's something you can grow and improve upon. And Absolutely. I think that mindset is the key to success in any facet of life, whether it's relationships um, or business or, you know, anything that we're pursuing. So I love it. Absolutely. That. I love it. And, and you're right. Like, when just because you have a growth mindset doesn't does not mean that you're happy to hear everything that you hear. No, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm a human. I have emotions. I have emotions, thoughts, feelings. It's how I choose to respond to them um, that sets me apart from a person that does not possess a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Because in the example, because you have the growth mindset, yes, what mom said was annoying and you didn't like it. But you took it, you you didn't take it to heart in a negative way, like where you were just sat in that offense and right. mounted a great defense. Mm -hmm. You took it, it offended you, but then you thought about it. Well, maybe. Let me mm -hmm. check this out. Let me let me do a self-check and see if there's any validity to what mom is saying. And that's the difference between that closed mindset and the growth mindset. The growth mindset, it might not like what it's heard. But it will do a self-check. It will do an honest self-check to see if that area that needs to be improved upon really does need to be improved upon and then actively seek out ways mm -hmm. to get that improvement. Exactly. And I notice, you know, when people don't have that growth mindset, they do encounter more friction in their relationships. There's more friction in their, you know, professional and business environments yes. because they don't have that growth mindset. And typically I also see that instead of, you know, doing the inward look, they're constantly looking at other people's flaws yes. and constantly pointing out what other people need to improve upon. And they always say, you know, when you point in one finger one way, there's what, four, three or four fingers pointing back, pointing at, back you. at you, right? Like, <laughs> Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's, be it's because, you know, we don't wake up wonderful. Mm -hmm. it, as wonderful as we are and we know ourselves to be, the truth of the matter is everybody does not view us in that manner that we view ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there's always room for some improvement in a positive light, right? Mm -hmm. Like if someone is giving you a critique or constructive criticism to help you build and grow, don't take that offensively. Understand or know how to discern the difference between someone who is speaking negativity to you because they themselves have issues versus someone who is speaking a critique to you because they honestly want to see you grow and improve. Mm -hmm. When we have those individuals in our life, then that's also a key tool to success. And I, and I talk about that in uh, one of the chapters in my book, that relationships it are our greatest resource. And that, and that those relationships, what they create for us is far above uh, a fiat currency. You, you know, it's more than dollars. It's more than euros, pounds, or whatever your currency is. It's more than whatever cryptocurrency might be out there. But what those relationships do by bringing you those positive, those critiques, it they help you to develop into the man or the woman that you've been created to be. And so you having a growth mindset you're able to recognize those individuals and understand how to place them in your life. Likewise, 
you are also able to recognize the individuals that should not be there. Mm-hmm. That should not be there. You're able to recognize the things and stuff and individuals in your life that no longer serve a positive purpose in your life. And you understand how to disconnect from them. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So tell us, you know, how people can purchase your book, where they can find you on social media and what's next for you in 2023. Awesome. So my book can be found on Amazon uh, and it's easy instead of, you know, going to Amazon searched the entire title because it's big. The title is Redefining Success, uh, Eight Tools That I've Used to Develop a Growth Mindset. If you search in Amazon for Laquita Mondley, then all of my books and podcasts and different things will pop up uh, in that Amazon search. And so it's available in ebook as well as in paperback on Amazon. Coming up in 2023, I I have a couple amazing projects that I'm really excited about. But one of them being uh, an anthology that I'm working on with other military spouses, where we've come together to share our stories and our experiences as African-American families that have served this great nation in any of the armed forces. They're Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine and Coast Guard spouses who have come together with me to um, to create this great project. So I'm excited about it. And as well those that have partnered with me in that project and there's still space in the project. So I do have space for other people to partner with me as well. Uh, We will also be showing up in a TV series called Pursue Purpose TV, where we're sharing that journey and it will air in June of 2023 um, on Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Hulu and Comcast regionally here in the Texas area on Comcast. Wow, that is so awesome and so exciting. And I'm sure, you know, you definitely have a unique experience as a military spouse. So I'm sure there'd be so much value for that anthology, you know, in that community for sure. So we're so excited for what's to come for you. I can't believe you're a grandma. You do not look like my grandma. Okay. (laughs) A young, young looking grandma over there. I can't believe that. But I am always... um, I'm, thank you, I, I love, thank you. Yes, I love seeing, you know, Black excellence. I love hearing about successful Black marriages. And so it's definitely my honor to, you know, connect with people who, you know, are a pillar of like Black excellence and showing like Black families can survive and Black, you know, marriage can thrive. So that alone is like me. That's kind of my, my jam, Black love, Black marriage, all that. So it's been a pleasure to connect <laughs> with you for sure. And um, those of you listening, make sure that you connect with her. Make sure that you order her book on Amazon. Check her out. If you are a military spouse, connect with her about the anthology. That sounds like a great opportunity to share your story. And again, if this is your first time tuning in, be sure to join um, our email list at theglamceo.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at I am Lily May. So thanks again for tuning into another episode of the Glambitious Podcast. Until next time. <laughs>